Greetings, fellow explorers. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you have come to seek knowledge of the mysteries of the universe, of the horrors that lie in our unexplored oceans, and of the cosmic secrets hidden just above our skies. We will question everything, our knowledge of nature, of government, and even the events in our lives and if we really have control over them. And along the way, we might even find answers to the strange and unfamiliar. This is Weird and Wicked. I have two guests in the studio with me today. Would you guys mind introducing yourself? I'm DJ Smiley. Woo! What's going on, guys? It's DJ Hotfire. Fantastic. And today we're going to be talking about the most famous cryptid ever, Bigfoot. Yes. Him. Indeed. Yes. The man with the big feet. So, Bigfoot is a, uh, he's a member of a group of animals called cryptids. And basically cryptids are animals that we, um, that we haven't discovered yet. Or that we don't have enough conclusive evidence to say, hey, these actually exist. But I, I believe they do. <laughs> I believe they exist. And Bigfoot is probably one of the most likely ones to exist. Bigfoot, he's a much taller than humans, and he's big and he's furry, and think of it like a giant ape that walks like a human. We, we call that bipedal. Yes, bipedal. It goes by a lot of names, such as Sasquatch. In the swamps of Louisiana, it's called the Swamp Ape, or the Skunk Ape, and it's not just found in North America. There are others around the world, like such as the Yeti, or in Australia, they call it the Yowie. These, these things have been everywhere. Everywhere across the world, there have been recorded sightings of these things. It's kind of crazy, you know. Um, we, we've been seeing these throughout history, you know, our entire development. And all around the world, too. So it's not like it's just, you know, a couple of weirdos in Montana. It's like, <laughs> it's like everybody, you know. It kind of calls back to the, back in our early civilization days, like everybody had a, a depiction of a dragon, basically. Um, and it, it's like a combination of all of our like natural um, kind of f- fears of the wild, you know, yeah. the, the big snakes, you know, all the, the large felines, stuff like that. You can kind of see how they could stitch together to be a dragon, whatever. And then everybody around the world has like a depiction of it. it it's kind of similar in that, you know, everybody's got a Bigfoot. Everybody's got a Sasquatch. Bigfoot has actually shown up in almost every native culture around North America, at least. And we're actually going to be talking about that. Be- before we go on, do you think that the yetis and skunk apes and all that, they're all the same species? Or do you think they're, would, they're different? That's, that's a decent question to bring up. And I think the ones that are based in North America, are real so like the skunk ape and and uh bigfoot i would say that they're the same the yowie and the yeti are different from bigfoot and i think that's just due to location like the bigfoot are the uh they're the group that crossed across the land bridge along with along with human settlers thousands of years ago i wouldn't i wouldn't say that they're the same yeah yeah they're definitely you know at least detached genetically maybe a million years apart or something you know yes and i would also make the argument that bigfoot is not nearly as rooted in religion or uh, spiritual rather than the yeti which has like a deeper connection with the people of the himalayas but i think i think the yeti is a different episode because there's there's there is stuff to impact there yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I think that they're all different and that they're they're like their family is the Sasquatch and then you've got Bigfoot, you've got Skunk Ape, you've got the almonds, I believe they're called. These are Hammonds. like so like subspecies of Sasquatch? Yeah. Okay, so then how would they to maintain that many subspecies, you you'd think they would have to have enough litter, you know, like uh, enough kids every generation. So I feel like we would have run into more of them by now. If there's that many species. Because I didn't maintain that many species for that long. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's a good point. But there's also a lot of the, the mountains that are s- and the, the forests of North America that are still unexplored. There's the Australian outback where the Yowies are, which is largely unexplored because it's mostly desert out there. Okay. Like, it's, it's a lot of... They live in areas that are really hard to reach. And I think that's that's the most Im- important part about these these animals. They're, they're so hard to find because they're in places that we really haven't explored all that much. Mm-hmm. And so when we venture into these new places, which we'll, act- we'll get into that, when we get in- into these new places and like we start settling there, we start seeing evidence of Big- Bigfoot. The earliest accounts of Bigfoot first happened a thousand years ago. Each Native American tribe has their stories about Bigfoot. And the name Sasquatch is based off the Halcomelum tribe's name for the beast. And... The Algonquin tribe called them Witikios. The Ojibwe called the monster Aruguru. And sometimes the Bigfoot also had magical powers. Ooh, what kind of powers? Sometimes it was deemed like it was a sign of bad things to come. Like it was a sign of foreboding. And of course, there's the fact that there's the idea that the Bigfoot are, are really strong. Which makes sense because yeah. they're, they are taller and more muscular than us. If, if they exist. And then as settlers traveled across the United States, they started seeing strange sightings as well. Paul Kane, who is a explorer in 1847, he had heard tales of large cannibalistic men called Skookums living in the mountains of St. <laughs> Helens. That's cool. Yeah. Skookum, that's a fun name. We should we should make that the actual name, Skookum. Yeah, better yes. than Bigfoot. Because Big, Bigfoot is so on the nose. Of course it has big feet. We've all seen that. But you, but the, the thing is, is that it's abnormally large. Yes. Like proportionately to other apes and primates. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's I, cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I suppose you're right. There are a few more historical accounts of Bigfoot. In President Theodore Roosevelt's book, The Wilderness Hunter, uh, he recounted a story about how a old beaver trapper shared him a story about how a group of Bigfoot attacked their camp. And of course, this person was deemed crazy. And then there's also uh, old newspapers from the Oregonian about aggressive conflict between uh, prospectors and numerous ape men. That that was called the Battle of something. I'm forgetting what the exact name is. With Theodore Roosevelt? No, the miners. Oh, okay. It's yes. called the Battle of Ape Canyon. That's, so, that's pretty cool. Um, so Bigfoot has sprinkled its way throughout history. From our historical accounts, that, that is, um, that's from 1924, the, uh, the Battle of Ape Canyon. And then Bigfoot actually got its name from a... Uh, logging company in northern california because they started finding unnaturally large footprints you were saying big big feet as well as large oil drums being moved without explanation Hmm. and so they started calling this creature bigfoot and they called in the uh a newspaper the humboldt times this humboldt times story got unnaturally big press from new york times and the los angeles times and the just the idea of a big hairy ape man who hasn't been explored yet gripped the nation i mean that that's where our obsession with bigfoot really starts that's awesome it's like what year was that that was 1958. It's like the precursor to War of the World. Like everybody's just seeing on yeah. the news, like, oh, we found the Sasquatch, you know. That'd be that'd be mind-boggling if that happened now. And, yeah, it really is crazy. More and more proof shows up. More of these urban legends come out, but we never, we never find anything conclusive. 
since this, this term Bigfoot was coined, he's become a bit of a popular figure, and he's used to represent a lot of stuff about wilderness. For instance, during the COVID-19 pandemic, Bigfoot was used as a symbol to uh, social distance because the idea was that Bigfoot is always social distancing from humans. There was also a company in Florida that used skunk ape and his horrific smell as a social distancing kind of joke and bigfoot has actually he's actually a, a movie star he's been in this he's been a subject of 69 films what he's been the subject of 69 films both documentaries such as the mysterious monster from 1976 and there's also been fictitious films such as uh, bigfoot versus megalodon or the actually bigfoot versus megalodon is the sequel to a even crazier movie bigfoot versus the illuminati <laughs> that's <laughs> So okay. crazy. Yeah. What what other movies that are popular um, has Bigfoot Bigfoot been accredited in? Well, Bigfoot was a minor villain in one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> okay, uh, he appeared on an ad in The Dark Knight. Really? So, yes. And there's more. There is more. Give me one second. All right, there we go. He's he's been mentioned in a lot of a lot of movies. Not a lot of them are very popular, but any appearances. He's in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was I think by Steven Spielberg. There was he was, um, he was in Noah's Ark, which hey, is a of biblical course. movie. He was in the Hotel Transylvania series. <laughs> I haven't seen those movies. Are they good? I haven't seen any of the follow-ups. I, I watched the first one and that was it. I haven't seen the second or the third. I'm interested. But or the fourth? I don't know what there's, they're on. There's, there's four. And four? Yeah. Wow. It, it, it got, I think it got poor quality after the second one. I don't think you really missed much. But I, I just want to see what happens, you know? I, I want to know why they're going on a cruise. You know? <laughs> why, why is Dracula busting it down on a cruise boat oh it, if it gets so much worse than that like it's just it's so disappointing the the way that movie ends you're talking about hotel transylvania 3 and the way that ends is just well, go ahead and spoil it go, we're we're talking about saying we want to watch it yes don't spoil it no i'm not i'm not gonna spoil it uh-huh I'm not going to. So, but my, my point is like, it's such, it is such a kid's movie ending. Oh. That, that's, that's all I'm going to say. It's like, I would say it would be comparable to the endings from uh, Ice Age series after like the first or second one. Oh, okay. Because okay. they made intentionally silly movies for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first Hotel Transylvania, I think was made with a lot more thought. Uh, the rest of them, not so much. Hmm. But I feel like we've gotten just a little bit off topic here. That's all right. What so, about Bigfoot and video games? Yeah, well, Bigfoot in video games. That's a good question. I, uh, I know there's a couple on Steam where he's like, like you can Hunting hunt, Bigfoot. Hunting Bigfoot, yeah. yeah. You the, set up cameras and stuff in the he woods. He is in the Simpsons arcade game from 1991. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, Ski Resort Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon. I assume <laughs> that there's a lot of tycoon yeah. games. Uh, the 2004 game Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Oh, I remember, he was, I remember he that. He was a character you could play as. Yeah. In Cabela's Dangerous Hunts 2... The final boss is Yeti, is which I think in terms of Bigfoot in popular culture, I would say that is close enough, even though we made the distinction before that Bigfoot is so not Yeti. There, isn't there also a Hunt Yeti game? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of games here. I'm, I'm hitting on the ones that people probably know. Apparently, he's mentioned in Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> That's pretty cool. In Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. It, uh, it's definitely going to be, and like Peter was saying, there's a lot of native um, Bigfoots. So maybe I, I definitely understand why it would be mentioned in that game, but I don't remember it happening. I don't know, but that's pretty cool. 
I'm trying to see what else. He was in Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2007, which is <laughs> a golfing cool. game. Seems like a lot of sp- sports games and stuff are using yes. the open license. And I, I think this is the most popular game on here, Grand the- Theft Auto V. He's, he's seen in the game's Predator mission. That's pretty cool. Um, goal, players who obtain the 100% completion goal can undertake a mission to hunt Bigfoot, although it only turns out to be a man in a suit. Oh, man. Yeah, which I still I still think is pretty funny. As you guys know, Bigfoot has also appeared in board games. Oh yeah, he's yes. in lots of board games. As we in the studio know, the uh, the game Unmatched has Bigfoot as a playable character, which I think is probably the one that we know best. There's also in t- in 2022, Nerf announced their new mascot Murph, and apparently, oh. Murph is supposed to be a dart covered Bigfoot. Whoa. Yeah. I I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's a dart-covered Bigfoot. I think he's just a bunch of Nerf darts. Fair enough, but I will Have make the argument. That he looks, he looks Sasquatchy. Uh, you can say that about any Bigfoot ran so Murph could wait. Bigfoot walked so Murph could run. Yeah. Uh, there's also the board game in 1977 called Bigfoot: The Giant Snow Monster. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, Archie McPhee produced a Bigfoot action figure. And other novelty Bigfoot-related items, including air fresheners, lunchbox ornaments. I don't. I don't think a Bigfoot soap. Soap. So, uh, Doctor Doctor Squatch. Yeah, Doctor Squatch. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. Um. Bigfoot air freshener doesn't sound all that appealing. Like I can only imagine that smells like wet dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I pine. I don't think that Bigfoot showers for, all that know. often. That's all I'm saying. Uh, maybe, well, he he is in the wild, so maybe he has to mask his scent. I don't I, know. He's probably an apex predator, so he definitely doesn't doesn't need to be hiding. What does Bigfoot eat? Mainly, mainly they say that Bigfoot is an omnivore, like, like us, and so he'll eat almost anything, anything that he comes across. Including um, you. I am... Sorry, go ahead. I, I'd imagine he eats probably double our caloric value at least. Cause he's a big guy. He's he, at least eight feet. But he he probably eats about the same that Dwayne the Rock Johnson eats. Yeah, and all and all he's doing all day is wandering around and probably you know, killing animals and tending yeah. tending to his gardens or something. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Yeah, I I would I would make the argument that maybe Bigfoot is like a forager, like he scavenged for stuff and like similar to like a bear, like if they find like a carcass on the ground. Yeah. They'll eat it. Yeah, but I mean, he he definitely has to be able to take matters into his own hands. Yes. Like, I'd even wonder if he can use tools. Like, if he can use a spear, it's game over. Yeah, well, I mean, there's actually been ideas of Bigfoot's behavior. Obviously, there have been accounts that Bigfoot is comfortable with the idea of, like, throwing stuff. Okay. And obviously, he can Maybe move... Maybe chucking rocks. Yeah. Yes. And obviously, from uh, earlier reports that we were talking about, he can lar- move, like, large oil drums and stuff like that. And so because of that, common ideas that Bigfoot is around is, like, down trees that are, like, broken up weirdly. There's also, there also have been Bigfoot nests. That's, I think that's pretty cool. And when primatologists study it, they confirmed, yeah, that was made by primates. Although, to be fair, humans are also primates, so that could have been a hoax. They also, there are also claims that Bigfoots have a language. Like, they, they talk to each other. Th- these actually have been recorded in a series of recordings called the Sierra Sounds. Uh, I was listening to these earlier. And they they do they don't sound like they could be faked. Not that I'm any expert. When I was listening, actually, I listened to it first on the History Channel, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, these could not be human. 
uh, these could not be faked. And so I'm actually going to play a little sample right now. These recordings were made by Ron Moorhead and Al Berry. And so this was Ron Moorhead and Al Berry in 1970s. And uh, what you're hearing here is a call and response between Ron Moorhead and the Sasquatch. Uh, the more clear, the more clear sounding voice in the video is Ron Moorhead, and the more muffled one, supposedly in the distance, is the Sasquatch. That could have been a dog. Well, I mean, that that is only just a, a sample of the Sierra sounds. It's like four minutes long. Oh, yeah? Yes, I didn't I didn't want to play the entirety of the video right. on, the, on so the podcast. What are your thoughts on it? Well, when I was listening to it earlier, there were other parts of the recording that, like, they go from very low to very high, like, in terms of pitch, very oh, quickly. So it has a large range. So that kind of makes it, you know, a little bit more rare of a, you know, vocal box. Like yes. creature, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it has a large lung capacity, which means that it can't really be it can't be made by like a smaller animal animal like a raccoon or a fox or right. right. I mean, not that we know what the fox says, but <laughs> actually, we do. The fox yells. It it screams. That is it's not pleasant. What is it screaming about? A I want to know. Anyway, so when a Navy linguist, Scott Nelson looked at these recordings he said oh yeah these are these are definitely real in the sense that they couldn't have been faked that they weren't made by a human and that it is a language like bigfoot or big feet bigfoots that's the name bigfoots are actually communicating with each other which i think is crazy how else do they communicate i would say that like we we do a lot more than just talking we also have hand gestures and body language and stuff Oh, I wouldn't say that we've seen enough Bigfoots to talk about... wave his hand around? I wouldn't say say that we've seen enough um, hand gestures or body movements to talk about, like, how else they communicate. But, like, also the markings with downed trees and with really large rocks being moved, that would be, like, another sign. Like, I guess them marking their territory. Wood knocking? Yes, Yes, wood knocking. Definitely. And so there is a good question as to like where Bigfoot came from. And so there's a lot of theories. Uh, and obviously the people who don't believe in Bigfoot, they say that Bigfoot is a misinterpreted sightings of bears that are standing in their hind legs. Or that it's like an ape or a monkey that like escaped from a zoo. There's also, um, also every once in a while you got like a human dressed up as a giant ape, like as a hoax. And then there's also a phenomenon called pareidolia, where it's basically they're seeing human-like faces in... Uh, in nature, but for those who do believe in Bigfoot, the common consensus is, is that it evolved from a large ape called Gigantopithecus blackguy, which Bigfoot, um, Gigantopithecus blackguy, may have been up to ten feet tall and bipedal, but the problem is only jawbones have been found from Gigantopithecus blackguy. They they haven't found any full fossils of Gigantopithecus, making it very hard to say, oh, yeah, this this animal actually existed, and here's the entirety of its lifestyle, you know? In contrast to, like, dinosaurs and mammoths, where we can say, oh, this is how they lived, based on certain right. features. We don't have enough yet. How, I understand the, oh, could it be a, an escaped monkey, 
but how many times are you going to have a monkey leave a zoo and the zoo's just not going to notice it? They're just going to go, we only had two primates in here, right? Yeah, definitely. I know there's three names on the thing, but you never know. You yeah, know. no, that's that's a very good point. Other times it's also like exotic animals because like sometimes like crazy people keep chimps as pets, you know? Right. There, there was this one instance where a zoo in California where a chimpanzee escaped in 2006. And then there were a lot of ape sightings around that area after that. But the thing is that ape was already very old. So in later years, like, because that ape escaped in t 2006. So if we look at sightings from 2013 and, and 2020 where the sightings were near there too experts say there's no way that ape that chimpanzee could have survived all that time because that chimp was already very old when it escaped right and to be fair these sightings where they're seeing the old ape and they're where they're seeing the new bigfoot are also very close to where the original bigfoot was spotted which helped uh which helped make its name in the 1958 sighting in california mm -hmm. and now we should get into points about whether bigfoot is real because that is that is the main question right so there have been a lot of proof to um, to say whether Bigfoot is real or not. A lot of it is a lot. A lot of people say that oh, Bigfoot isn't real. He's a hoax. And to be fair, there are there is some proof to that too. So for starters, everyone and their mother does apparently, according to Wikipedia, they do their they do hoaxes about Bigfoot, and it's just like they dress up in a giant fursuit and they and they walk in the woods, or oh, they claim to have found a Bigfoot and they encase it in a block of ice for some reason, but when it thaws out, it turns out, oh, it was just a fake suit. Uh, and there's also the the hoaxes where they made, like, large molds of footprints, and so they have these footprints just around the area, and, you know, people would claim, oh, this is the real Bigfoot, but it, it isn't. Unfortunately, it is just a hoax, which is really a shame because, you know, for such an animal that we don't know about, you think there'd be a lot more consensus of, hey, we should all try and find this animal rather than trying to turn a profit. Do you think that Bigfoot could possibly only live in these stories of people wanting to, like, fake a Bigfoot? Yeah, possibly. I, w I would say that. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's 100% faked, but I think, I think it started at some point from the natives where, like, maybe Bigfoot could have been a phenomenon to explain how the world works similar to how like in greek mythology there are gods and those myths help explain oh this is why we have lightning this is why you have spiders yeah. i i don't know i feel like maybe maybe to to them it was just also a, a creature because i i've never seen it like uh i've never heard of any native fables that you know center heavily around bigfoot but that'd be there's probably some out there do you have any uh i mean i can i can look some up real quick Cool. I remember. I remember. I used to to read these these myths about Bigfoot esque monsters because I was interested in cryptids since I was a kid, and like they have a lot of like stories about it. Mm -hmm. What else is Bigfoot in? What else is Bigfoot in? Just about every Disney show at one point. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Bigfoot was in Gravity Falls, although I will say. I will credit to Gravity Falls because they never they never actually talked about him a lot. He was there in like the opening credits and they never dedicated an episode to him. Hmm. They like I would say Gravity Falls kind of had its own lore where right. it's like, Oh, all this crazy stuff exists, but Bigfoot? No, Bigfoot we're not gonna discuss that. But there are other similar stories like that in, in Gravity Falls. They have a character called the Hide Behind. It's it's similar to Bigfoot, but every time a lumberjack looks for it, it like hides behind a tree <laughs> and like somehow it can like shape shift that's pretty cool there are myths where uh bigfoot is 
is like he's a shapeshifter. People have said like the Wendigo and the Bigfoot are based on the same myth. Also, there is a there is a piece of proof that I, I actually haven't uh, discussed yet. And this is called the Patterson-Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. And the Patterson-Gimlin film is what some people call the most authentic proof that Bigfoot exists, if he does. And there have been a lot of discussions about, oh, is the suit real? Is Bigfoot a man in the suit? And like they discuss, oh, no, Bigfoot couldn't be a man in the suit because there's no proof of, the, the, of a suit ever being made. The suit was never found, so the Bigfoot must be real, right? Or, like, was the recording faked, but the two creators took it to their grave that, like, it was real? And, like, when when people, when officials look at it, they're also like, hey, you know, we don't see a way to disprove that this recording is fake. Which I think is, it's very interesting. If, if it is a hoax, which, I mean, it might be, they've done a very incredible job of um, tricking the public for the past 70 years. Not mm-hmm. 70, because this was made in the 1970s. Um, like the past 50 years, that Bigfoot is that Bigfoot is real in this recording. I, I can't imagine it's that hard to hide a Bigfoot costume. We could just burn it, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. There, there have also been people to come out and say, "Oh, I made the suit," or "I was the man inside the suit." But the thing is, also, when actual costume designers looked at the examples of this. Bigfoot suit from like they, a, as far zoomed out as it is. They couldn't make a Bigfoot suit that authentic in the past, and so when and even when they remaster it, like it, it shows even more detail than they saw before, and it's just like they couldn't have made this in the 1970s. It, it was 1964, ah. I think, was when the film when it was, was recorded, yeah. right? And then yeah. it was released, or they they began discussing it after the initial like. Bigfoot sightings came out on the news. Mm-hmm. That's when they came out. Okay, so, I mean... Well, okay, so what is the most realistic Bigfoot suit we as a people have seen? Oh, oh, dude, I mean, I've seen... Chewbacca. Some, I guess. I mean, I guess, that's, yes. that's, that's the Chewbacca. closest one I can think of to around that time. When did when did A New Hope come out? 1977. Star that would have been at least 10 years after the supposed recording of this and there were there were some issues with the suit and it was also very very slender right right it didn't yeah. have the bulk that that one does in the video right that that makes me wonder cuz you know the the budget for Chewbacca's costume was probably pretty crazy oh yeah like they they spent a lot of money on that suit and i mean the entire point was it's a it's a furry space alien. Yeah. So they wanted to make that suit as authentic as possible, if you could call a space alien does, uh, suit authentic. Does George Lucas cite Sasquatches or Bigfoot as influence for Chewbacca slash Wookiees? I don't know. I, that could I never, be a cool factoid if we could find that. I never looked up the history of... of, of uh, Is Chewbacca Bigfoot? Chewbacca. I bet that would be the, the search. Let, let's see. They're typing away. We're out here in the middle of the woods. They're using Google as fast as they can. Um, is Chewbacca in Fortnite? Is Chewbacca in Fortnite? Is Bigfoot in Fortnite? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. That is a really good question. Is Bigfoot in Fortnite? Because I mean, if I don't Bigfoot's so. in Fortnite, he's everywhere, dude. All right. Like, he's hanging with the greats if he's in Fortnite, bro. Yeah, he is. In Fortnite? Bigfoot is a rare outfit in Fortnite Battle Royale. Yes. Bigfoot has been sat in Fortnite. That means he must be real. I'm I just believe. kidding. But I mean, to be honest, it's not that far fetched. Yeah. I would say that 
even if Bigfoot isn't real, the stuff that he ends up representing is because the only time we ever find proof of this Bigfoot is like when we developed into an area that was like heavily wooded or heavily wilderness, right? We go into these areas, we see a lot more Bigfoot and maybe it's just the idea that we should stop expanding, that maybe we should leave the big feet alone, the Bigfoots. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, you know, it maybe it's our fault, you know, and maybe he's a cautionary tale for us to, to stay where we are. Yeah, I mean... To not manifest destiny, to, to stay at home. Maybe. And it leads to the question, if Bigfoot is in these unexplored areas, what other animals and cryptids will we find? So, looked into it, and according to George Lucas, he was more inspired by his dog... <laughs> that is a shame. Indiana than anything. Yes, well, I mean, I always, when I look at my dog, I always think, hey, that's Chewbacca. <laughs> Here, let me make an alien species out of my dog. To be fair, my dog sometimes sounds like Chewbacca. It's pretty funny. I think that's it. Awesome. This has been a wonderful episode of Weird at Wicked. I would like to, first of all, thank my primary source, Wikipedia. And then I would like to thank the YouTube videos that I watched. Uh, it was one from the History Channel and one from Animal Planet. And there were also a government site. It was like Th- there is a government site yes. for. Is um, it is it like a NORAD thing? Like no the NORAD Santa Tracker. There's a Bigfoot one. It's based off of some like civil protection thing. I don't know. There is a website called OregonWild.com. Or no, .org, and that is that is a that was one of my sources, and it's it's talking about all the wild animals of Oregon. So I think it's I think it's wild that that uh, that they have Bigfoot on there. <laughs> they believe, and so should we. I think. I mean, there in my studies there were also uh, government files from the FBI about them testing Bigfoot hair, and uh, either trials were were inconclusive. Which suggests that Bigfoot is real, or they came across uh, like bear hair or human hair or other stuff like that. You can't blame them for uh, for believing too. We yes. uh, we we need you know our government's curious as well, yes. and I'm happy they're looking into the Bigfoot because honestly, if it's me or Uncle Sam against them, <laughs> my money's on Uncle Sam getting them. <laughs> the the Bigfoot versus America war. Oh, that yeah, that sounds like a pretty fire movie. So, what's your plan for the next one? Ah, uh, yes. Well, next episode, I plan to cover conspiracy theories. And uh, I'm not sure exactly which conspiracy theories yet, but uh, my plan was to talk about... Yes, my plan was to talk about JFK's death and whether Hitler really died in 1945 or did he move to Argentina like other German people. And uh, there's, a f- there's a few more that I'm looking into adding into the next episode. But we're going to take a little break from, from cryptids. And when we get back to it, we'll probably talk about Nessie or the Yeti or another animal. Jersey Devil. Mothman. Mothman? Yeah. Actually, we have someone in, this, in the office who has consistently asked to be on the episode of Mothman when we get to it. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Anyway... For those of you who are listening, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for exploring the unknown with us. This has been Weird and Wicked with DJ Lightning. Thank you for tuning in.